Hi guys, Ash here from the Goodison Blue Supporters of Ireland podcast and very, very sorry for this very, very late edition and in fact, it's the podcast's first ever triple header. We have to look back at last weekend's uh, game against Brentford, we had the midweeks game against Aston Villa and then we look forward to this weekend's game against uh, Luton at home back at Goodison Park in the Premier League. It's been a very, very good week, so be prepared once and forever. This time round, it's a full, proper, happy Goodison Blue Supporters Love Ireland podcast. Stay tuned, it's all coming up next. So yes guys, welcome to the first triple edition of the podcast. It's been absolutely mad busy this past week and a bit from as uh, people who know me fairly well know the fascination, the love and respect I have for this uh, egg chasing sport. And as per usual and more nines from uh, the we- uh, the weekend's game against Bradford, the egg chasing Ruined my experience of our first League Cup win of the season. Uh, the Stormy Midweek game, of course, against Aston Villa. And then the quick back-to-league action this weekend against Luton. So it's all coming thick and fast. But we'll start the ball rolling with last Saturday's 3-1 win over Brentford. I think it's fair to say we were not expecting that at all. Especially given our form, plus the fact that Brentford themselves had not been beaten at home since I believe was April. So it's amazing, you have to say, you have to say to yourself, where in blazes did it come from? It all started so well, the Curry putting us ahead after about five or six minutes. But it, we did let them back into the game, we did let them equalise. And then you have to say to yourself, you wondered, would we just capitulate, would we fall asunder? But... We were just brilliant, apart from a, a couple of moments when passes didn't have enough on them and almost finding an opponent. All players dug in and found the way to win. Uh, there's other goals from James Tarkowski, a header, and a go- uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin saw the game out. And I had to. I missed the first three minutes because of my local bar. I have to say they really pissed me off uh, because they wouldn't. Uh, show the game as Ireland were playing South Africa as I said in the egg chasing even though it was two and a half hours before the the game kicked off I was so annoyed I ended up running back home I made it just in time to catch the first goal and then I legged it up to a nearby hotel where they thankfully switched it on for me needless to say uh, egg chasing affecting an everything game like it does every damn year and I thought Everyone put a, sh- a shift in in the squad. Everyone that was on that pitch was absolutely brilliant. The amount of times even Mikalenko got forward and found spaces. Now, it did let himself down a few times when he got to the position, didn't know what to do. It was nice to see him actually do it, where we normally consider him just being a more defensive player. So it was it was lovely to see him getting forward. Uh, Brantwaite again, solid, as was James Garner. Onana. You can see, you can really see. There's a player in there, and it just needs to be, you know, like you know, like um, Mickey used to do with Rocky Balboa. You know, just let it out. You know, shake him, said, "Get up, yes, son of a bitch," because Mickey loves you. Just, just wake up on that, and we we can see there's a player there. He just needs to let it out. And from James Tarkowski's point of view, it was very nice to see one of our players score against their former club for a change instead of the other way around and a few boos could be heard uh from the the home fans 
when he scored, but thankfully not many. It was lovely to see Dominic Cavalloon get off the mark as well, and let's hope all these injury issues are behind him, and it's all about football and goals all the way. Beto, he had a chance to get in the score sheet before half-time, but it went wide of the post. Our play for the majority of the game was all positive. I couldn't really put a spin negative on it at all in regards to our performance. If Beto can get a couple of goals uh, under his cap, he'll settle down and be a better player. He was a handful for Brentford, and just amazing to be able to say uh, that on the day, form means nothing, and it all depends on what happens 11 v 11. But it was bloody sweet, and not one, not two, but three goals scored. And not just three goals scored, three good goals were scored. So Everton, well-deserved winners on the day. But stay tuned, guys. The next part of the podcast is coming up as we have a chat about our trip to Aston Villa on Wednesday evening. Turner into the goalkeeper's area where he did get a decent enough punch on it. Back in by Garner and the header down to Decore who lashes it home. The man who kept them up last season, the man who got their first goal of this season is on the mark again. Goals have been a problem for Everton this season. Wins have been even more of a problem. Time to plot his course from here. And right into the thick of it it goes, and it is the ultimate insult for Brentford because it's their former player, the one who left here under a cloud, James Tarkovsky, comes up trumps. Collins in trouble, loses out to Garner, and it's Dominic Calvert Lewin. It's through. He's taking it so coolly, which isn't a given. So, welcome back, and part two is our Carabao Cup trip away to Aston Villa on a stormy Wednesday night. A game which some fans might have said just let it go and we'll concentrate on the home game against Luton but before the game I would have said no go for it we need to keep ourselves going especially after the way we played against Brentford and by God they did it very strange formation the way Sean Dyche uh, got it but he got it spot on and not only did we win but albeit the final 20 minutes we absolutely destroyed Villa Villa could not handle the high press. I've never seen us do a high press so well like that before. Dice may have made a good few bad choices um, over the over the season, the start of the season, but not on Wednesday night. He was spot on the money, and so was every single player. And especially for me personally, man of the match was Jack Harrison. Most gave it to uh, James Garner, but for me, Jack Harrison just making uh, making his debut uh, just shaded it. And obviously James Garner, who also got his first goal for the club as well, lashing home with a very, very sexy pass by uh, Onana. So Villa, they made just so many mistakes at the back, something that we're used to seeing Everton do. And by half time, we could have had three or four. One, in fact, had a bit of a melee in the 
the box and it ping-ponged around before Matty Cash actually lashed the ball off his own post. Dominic Cavalloon had another chance of a goal uh, in that first half. Uh, he got round the player, the keeper saved it, and the rebound he hit it into the side netting. Before, a mistake by Tillemans gifted a short pass to him, and he stormed in on goal and slotted a past former Blues keeper Olsen. And if I had to be critical, just a little slight critical, it might be some of the passes at times there wasn't enough power in them. So Pickford on a number of occasions had to quickly come off his line to clear the ball away. But as I said, I might be a little bit critical. I could put that down to maybe because of the stormy winds. When you were passing the ball, the wind could actually be slowing down the ball. Maybe it was something similar that happened with Dominic Calvert-Lewin's goal, when Tillemans was playing the ball backwards, it just the, the wind could have slowed it down just enough that Dominic Calvert-Lewin read it enough and got a pass to the defence and ran in on goal. Even Michael Keane had a decent game, although he the ball came off him, deflected in for the Villa goal. And that's supposed, it's supposed the only negative, and it's a personal negative with me because it's happening all the time, that uh, Kamara gets his first goal for Villa, so adding him to the the wonderful Hall of Fame. But when the changes were made in the second half, I think we were very, very tired. Very tired. And towards the end, we kind of left Villa back in slightly. But they were just not good enough on the day. They could not uh, distract Everton from the way that we played against them. Villa just had no answer. And it's such a shame. It's so different to the 4-0 drubbing that we have gotten in them at the start of the season. So that was two wins in two and five goals scored. Who would have predicted that? And a home tie against Burnley is our reward. Could have been worse and it could have been better obviously with Manfield's Manfield being in there. I think Port Vale still in there. But from a positive point of view in regards to the draw is that there is a quite a few all Premier League ties. I think Burnley, uh, obviously we have Burnley, um, Bournemouth got Liverpool, uh, who Manchester United got Newcastle, I think. So like, there's quite a few uh, of the, the Premier League teams are going to be going out of it in the next round. So let's hope we are not one of them. So again, as I say, most seasons, let's take this league cup serious it's a keep a keep i keep on saying it every season it's the cup that has eluded the 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 history so let's rectify that even if we we're, we're going to have a, a low end season that we're going to be finishing in the bottom half of the table let's go and win a cup at the end of it anyway that's it for part two guys stay tuned the Luton preview is coming up in just a mo <laughs> Well, Everton are forcing Villa back to their goalkeeper and forcing mistakes from Aston Villa. Can Everton capitalise? Harrison. Oh, great ball from Adana. Adana, what a finish! What an Everton goal! Brilliantly struck by James Garner for his first goal in an Everton jersey. One that he will remember forever. Thumped home brilliantly in front of the Everton fans. An early lead for the Blues. Not a lax ball on Dalmer Calvert Lewin pounces on it. A clear run on goal. And he puts Everton two goals to the gods. It was never in doubt. A confident Dominic Calvert Lewin 
delights the Evertonians, doubles the lead, and it's fully deserved to. Flicking it away from Esri Konsa, and this, you just knew he was going to get the better of Robin Olsen there. So guys, welcome back again, and this is the final part of this Treble Header podcast, and now we look forward to 3pm Saturday, back at Goodison Park as we host Luton Town. Now the last two games, as we mentioned earlier, saw us win, and not just win, but win away from home. Now Everton need to pull those kind of results and pull them in front of our own Goodison faithful. So those two results have got to have the lads in a frame of mind, not just to win this game, but guys, to go out and win comfy. Luton, they are off the mark after drawing with Wolves last time out in the league with five goals in the last two games. Let me just say that again. Five goals in the last two games. Dominic, hopefully back injury-free. And with Beto in the wings, plus the emergence of the likes of Jack Harrison, this game for me... It's got to be a comfy win. You don't want to take things for granted, but it's got to be a comfy win here. With Goodison buzzing, we should be too much for them. Now, the only headache for Sean Dyche is who does he start and what's the formation he's going to kind of go with. I imagine, I would, I, I would feel that he would start Harrison, especially on how much he really impressed on Wednesday evening. Unless now he does a complete flip side and starts uh, Dwight McNeil. He may feel that Harrison done well to play the the hour and whatever he did on Wednesday night, and to say, okay, let's bring back Ian McNeil, and then we'll give the other end of the game to Harrison, as obviously he is coming back from injury. Um, both he and Garner just really impressed of late. So should he really start with the two of them? As far as I'm concerned, Everton, regardless who starts should be able to go out there and absolutely be determined to win this game. Morale has got to be up, so Everton, we need to keep it up. One thing we do know is Mikhailenko is, uh, will, or what I understand, is going to face a late fitness test on Friday before deciding if he'll play the game, uh, as he went off at half-past time against Villa in the Cup. So I would imagine, at most, Ashley Young is going to come in and deputised there. We do know Andre Gomez, uh, Seamus Coleman and Deli Alli are still out. And actually, just on a side note, regarding Deli Alli, uh, if Deich, as what he mentioned a couple of weeks back, is wanting to, to say that he, okay, he, he, he is in his mind, in the plans, to include him going forward, then at this point, uh, everything needs to rene- renegotiate a new deal with Spurs because if he, obviously if he plays ten, I, I still think it's ten more times. If he plays for Everton ten more time, times, that fee that we owe Spurs will absolutely be colossal. Um, I don't see Daniel Levy uh, changing anything, but there's no harm in asking. So, like I said, we should be in, and for the love of God, let's just be too strong for Luton on the night or on the day. And let's take maximum points. So no silly lapses or mistakes in this game. My predicted lineup. If somebody said to me right now, who would you play? I'd obviously go back to our, our 4-3-3. I don't know whether the formation he played against Villa. Maybe he will stick with that. But me, personally, just for the moment, I'll go with the, our usual 4-3-3. So I'd have Pickford, obviously, in goal. Mr. England, number one. Patterson. 
Tarkowski, Brantwaite obviously staying there and Mikalenko if he's fit. If not, then bring in Ashley Young. Midfield trio. Hemden Hod, Hemden Hod regarding to Garner, uh, to Garner. But I go with Decore, Onana and Adrissa Gana Gay. If... Uh, no, I'll swap that out actually slightly. I'll take out Adrissa Gana Gay and put in James Garner in there. If... He goes with Harrison. I would play Harrison with Dominic Carvalhoon and Dan Juma on the other side. But like I said, I feel that he may start with Dwight McNeil in this. Um, hopefully, we'll be comfortable enough to bring Beto on as early as possible in the game. That we're comfortable enough that he can get his first goal or goals in the Premier League. So kickoff, guys, is on Saturday, 3 o'clock. Get into matters on Eden Key. It was great over the last number of weeks. Not just our regulars, and some come from far and wide, new visitors, new members coming in. And it's a great, safe environment, guys. Get in there, bring the family, bring all your blues, tell all your blues. It's a great place to come in, great, it's a great spot to meet people. And get yourselves in early and get yourselves a bit of grub. The food is absolutely to die for. So I won't be there myself on Saturday, guys, due to my usual work commitments on a Saturday. But uh, whenever the next Sunday game or Monday game is on, I will see you in Mahers. Hopefully, we'll be back at some point over the course of the weekend or Monday with another positive match reaction. Till then, guys, thanks for listening to this special uh, treble edition of the Goodison uh, and Blue Supporters of the Warren Podcast. My name has been Ash. Thanks for listening. Spread the word. And I will talk to you again very soon. Ta-da!